Welcome to Conversations, and I'm so excited to be joined by my gorgeous wife, Lisa. And Lisa, I'm so excited. We are really, really now into spring. I'm looking over your shoulders. Your shoulders. I almost said soldiers. That's such a hard word for me. And I see green grass. Finally. Finally. Because we I'm ready get for fake spring. summers in Colorado. You know, one guy said to me one time living in Colorado, he said, you have winter, then you have a short week of spring, then you have winter, then you have a short week of spring, then you have winter, then you have summer. And that's, for those of you, two years winter. ago, two years ago, May 19th here in Colorado Springs, we had six While you're listening to this, we might be snow. getting a blizzard. I know, it's crazy, isn't it? But Lisa, I'm so excited because we are talking today about some really good stuff. And Lisa, I think to all our listeners, I just want to say we love hearing from everybody. You know, it just shows how the show's impacting their life. I know I hear it in about every nation I've been for the last year. I've had people say, literally, we listen to you two at our breakfast because it's like listening to a mom and a dad. And I love that because you and I have such a heart for people. But this week's review, I want to read this review, is from Katie D. And she writes this, I love the way you all love each other and love God. The podcast about singleness and dating really affected me. I've been waiting for marriage to become intimate with anyone. It gives me hope to know that there are people out there pressing towards the prize. Thank you for the encouragement. I love hearing that. You know, I and and what we actually were really surprised about is we did this whole thing on flying solo and we did the podcast that Katie D mentioned and our sons were on there talking about how they had waited and I remember them coming to us and saying is there going to be anybody else waiting? So I love Katie. Well done that you have waited, but we want to tackle something in a new series. We're going to tackle these myths of singleness because believe it or not, there are myths attached to it. Now, if you're married, you're like, I do not need to be listening. I am married. Well, see, I think part of this is part of the problem because we have single people over here, married people over there, but we're all part of one family. And so we need to kind of, we need to listen to each other because there's going to really be input good. that are relational things for everybody. So we also took a poll on social media because we, we actually really love hearing from you. We actually don't want to just talk about random things like, hey, let's talk about gardening. And everybody's like, we don't want to hear you guys talk about that. And singleness and marriage were two of the hot topics people wanted us to talk about. So we want to debunk some of the myths that are commonly held by married people towards single people and by single people toward married and by the church when it looks at single people. So we want you to understand single people should be included with married people and with family. And we want single people to find encouragement and inspiration for their lives, no matter if they stay single for the rest of their life or they get married. We want them to feel empowered to pursue whatever God has for them. So here's myth number one we're going to attack, Lisa. We're going to ask this. Can single people lead ministries? Okay, so the the error right now in people's thinking is, I can't lead a ministry because I'm single. That is so wrong. And I don't know if anybody says that, but it definitely is an underlying undercurrent. Like once you get married, whether you're a guy, you need to have that woman. Or once you get married, if you're a girl, you need to have that covering. You really can't be effective until you get That's married. That's so but it's erroneous. Like, hey, Paul was single. He was single. People seem to have forgotten that. That's correct. And, you know, why was he single? He chose to be single because he said, I want to give myself 100% to the work of the Lord because if I was married, I'd have to give uh, part of my time to caring for the needs of my wife. Now, 
let's talk about real life, real day. Let's talk about our day, right? You and I know the most amazing woman, yeah. and her name is Rosalind. Yeah. And she is over 200. In other words, she is the overseer of 200 amazing churches in Italy. Yeah. And Lisa, you and Not I an separately easy, have ministered. To... Well, no. Yeah. First of all, Italy is a tough, tough ground. But you and I both have separately, individually ministered for her conference. I know when I went to her conference a couple of years ago, and I walked in that building, there were over a thousand young Italian people bringing the roof down, and they were literally drawing the word of God out of me. And you and I, when we were in Italy just a few months ago, we sought out Rosalind and we said, hey, Rosalind, can we spend the day together in Rome? Because she is an amazing woman of God. And so one of the reasons why we're addressing this myth is because we had an anonymous email that we received. And here's what the person and, and, wrote. And thank you for writing. Even if you don't give your name, we still want to hear from you. Yep, that's true. But here's, here's the email. It would really be cool if you guys could cover being a single person and operating in ministry. I have never heard much about that, and I am wondering how that works. I've only ever seen couples in this capacity, and it often feels like there is not really much of a place in a church for a single people outside of the designated singles ministry. And even that's usually only purposed as a maybe meet a spouse situation. Is there a place in the church for single people? The answer is a resounding and positive and shouting yes. Is ministry in general something someone can be disqualified from based on their relationship status? It would be so great to hear about this topic sometime. It's something that crosses my mind pretty frequently. Thanks so much with a smile face. So here's the deal. I like that you <clears throat> added with a smile face so I know, that people knew it wasn't a grumpy face. This was even. a happy really wanting to know the truth. And, and let me say this, not only Paul was single, Apollos was single, and both of them chose to remain single so they could give themselves 100% to the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I look at Rosalind's life, and Rosalind, and I remember when I was over there, we were talking about this, Lisa, and Rosalind said, John, I made an arrangement with the Lord to stay single. Because she said, John, I, I have all these churches under me, and it requires a lot of time. Because in Italy, it's not like the United States. It's not like some other nations, you know, like in Asia, where, they, where you got 30,000 people. I mean, you and I both know from the years going to Italy, it's a, it's a mission, missions ground. And yet she has broken through. And you and I both know when you birth something, it takes every bit of your time. And how interesting that God would choose not only a single person, but a single woman to inspire and birth one of the, because we know a couple, but one of the most powerful, dynamic, uh, impacting church networks in Italy. I yeah. think it's amazing. And, you know, I remember this amazing worship leader that um, I was talking to, uh, I was talking actually to Darlene Check, and I said, oh, you know, she's still single. And Darlene just kind of looked at me and said, I think Jesus loves her too much to let her marry anybody. She's just like all his. And I remember Julie coming back from a meeting in Canada where this powerful, powerful woman was ministering. And uh, Julie was like, oh, are you dating anybody? And she was like, yeah, uh, Jesus. And I know that sounds religious, but she just said, there is a powerful call on my life and he is 
everything to me. And so I think that it's, it's hard to be single and like hopeful. Oh, I'm single, but I'm, I'm really pursuing marriage. I think if you can be single and satisfied and involved in ministry, instead of seeing single as a season of waiting, because we talked about that in the flying solo thing. It is not a season of waiting. There are things you can do in your single season, whether it's single season for the whole life or a single season for, you know, maybe you went through a divorce. You know, I don't know, but you can do things single. I guess I'm just going to say single that you can't do married. Like when I was single, I used to get up in the middle of the night, turn on all the lights, dance in the bedroom. I don't know how you'd feel about that. If I just turned it off, maybe you'd like the dancing part. I don't know. But there's things that you can do. There's things that uh, don't put demands on your time. And that's why Paul is saying, hey, if you're single, stay single. Stay single because you have the ability to be focused. But if you're married, you're going to have to give attention to your wife, to your husband, to your children. You're going to have to provide for somebody else. Your life is not you know, going to be and Lisa, as flexible. You and I have both said no to certain meetings. Why did we say no? Because we had a husband at home or a wife at home and we had children at home. And so we were being prudent parents and prudent spouses and saying, hey, I need to make that time so I can't do that conference, even though there's going to be a very a lot of people at that conference and it's a very influential in the city or country we chose not to do it when you're single you don't have to think you about that you're like hey i'm going to go from this country over to this country and i'm going to do this if you're in a church the same thing you don't have to say well let me check in and i i don't know i really need to have a family night i really need to work with my kids homework tonight so there's definitely an advantage of being a single person and, and if people say that single people can't minister, well, Jesus was single. Yes, so and, and I think, think the thing we got to remember is that marriage is a role. It's not a position. It's a role. It's not an identity. It is a position. Th- that's even better. I like your, your way yeah. of saying it better. Marriage yeah. isn't yeah. an identity. Yeah, wife is a role. Wife is a role. Uh, husband is a role. But my identity is the daughter of God. Yes. My identity is, is how I relate to God. And I do think... I do think this needs to be addressed, and I'm actually really thankful that our people would trust us with this topic since we've been married for 37 years. You know, Lisa, many times God dealing with me in our marriage, I mean, not many times, but I'll, I'll never forget the time he spoke to me and said, Lisa is first my daughter and second your wife. Now let's think about our sons. Our mm-hmm. sons lived at home, one of them until he was 29, one until 27, because they loved being at home. Were they hindered in their life? No. They were busy, they were active, and we loved that season for them. Then when they got engaged, the 29-year-old and our 24-year-old, who were both living at home, and Addison, who was 23 at the time, uh, you know, so we have three sons that are married, we rejoiced because right. it was a new season, but that didn't make, we weren't waiting for our sons to get married so that they could be effective Bevere people, right? We wait, we, we celebrated that they were coming into a new season. You know, Galatians 3, uh, chapter uh, verses 26 through 29 says, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. That doesn't say the married people are children of God through faith. It, it says you are all children of God through faith. For all of you were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female. For you are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seeds and heirs according 
according to the promise. What that tells us is that the promise is just as available whether you're single yep. or whether you're married because we're all heirs. And this is talking about entrance into the body of Christ. So that qualifies a single person to be in ministry, right? That right there does. Well, what qualifies somebody isn't whether they're single or married. It's are they a student of God's word? Do they have a good report within without all the qualifications of a deacon and an elder? That's what qualifies us, not our status with uh, marriages. So um, let's let's just, t- to our single friends, don't put your life on hold. You, God has not put you on a shelf until you get married. No. You, he, you are, and, and, so, and I just want to apologize if we've ever made it sound yeah. like that is what God would do, because we don't believe that. We actually think that um, people that are single or married are equally equipped, probably not equipped to to minister to married people, but but definitely equipped to minister the gospel. But, of Jesus and, and Lisa, Christ. I think something needs to be said to married couples. We married couples should always make people who are in that role of being single, okay, not the identity of being single, let's let them make them feel like they're in an important role, because they are an important role. And let's include them. Let's let's open our arms to them, and let's not ma- ask the questions or make the statements that's going to make them feel like outsiders because they're not married. Um, so I so think that's really important. stop trying to set them up on peop- with people yeah. uh, every time you see them. Okay, so, you know, here's what... Th- Romans 8, 11 says, it says, the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. If the same Holy Spirit lives in you, he will give life to your bodies in the same way. So marriage doesn't increase the anointing on your life. The Holy if, Spirit does. Yeah, the Holy Spirit does. And the Spirit is given freely to all of us. So I love that. Well, if you want to go deeper, check out our course called Flying Solo, and you can get there by going to Messenger Courses. But anyway, hey guys, we're so glad you tuned in, and we just hope so much that what Lisa and I have shared just on this brief 15-20 minute interval will really help you to relate to one another in a much more fluid and cohesive way, rather than being in an awkward position. Hey John, that is such a great point. So Thank you guys for tuning in today. If you want us to read your review or answer your questions, please, we want to hear from you. Be sure to drop us a note on iTunes in the comment section and go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes in this new series and feel free to share it with your friends. Until next time, this has been Conversations with John and Lisa and we love our single friends. Hey guys, Alec Bevere here. I hope you have been enjoying the Flying Solo podcast series. If you want to discover the best things that you can do before getting married, don't forget to check out the full course I did with my mother at messengercourses.com. See you guys soon.